The Explode When Defeated podcast is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. HyperX is our sponsor and the maker of the acclaimed Quadcast and Quadcast S microphones. Quadcast USB mics look and sound amazing, and they're packed with features. With four selectable polar patterns, you'll get great sound no matter what you're recording. The included shock mount and pop filter means you won't have to shell out extra cash for a great setup. Then there's the eye-catching LED indicator and tap-to-mute sensor, so you can tap in and tap out to stop broadcast accidents. It's time for you to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast and Quadcast S. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Explode When Defeated Presents Demolition Die. I'm your host, Rainbow of Doom, Wyatt Phillips, and who is here with me today? Uh, I'm spinning upside down in my, uh, 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 with, 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 with flames abound, and uh, uh, I'm Nikki. Hello. Hello, and we're here to talk about the second movie in the uh, illustrious Gamera series, and that is Gamera vs. Barugan, also known as Giant Monster Duel, Gamera vs. Barugan, Gamera vs. Barugan, The Chilling Monster, War of the Monsters in the United States, oh. Revenge of the Fire Monster, which oh. is a 16mm title. title. Not, uh, not, Gamera... not a lot of revenge. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah not, well, we'll get to that uh, as we talk about it. Um, <laughs> Gamera Strikes Back, United States video title. Uh, Godzilla, the dragon from the jungle. What? <laughs> from Germany. So uh, we got some crossover with uh, Discuss All Monsters here. Well, at least the, uh, at least they're in the same like genre. And That's they're not true. just pulling Frankenstein out of There's their no ass. There's no Satan time. or Frankenstein, so we'll, we'll, but you know. Yeah. Uh, panic. Dinosaurs threaten the world. Oh, I love that one. That's yeah, a really I love that. good one. Yeah. That's panic hyphen dinosaurs threaten the world. Oh, okay. I, th- uh, I thought it was panic exclamation point, like, like the band name. <laughs> uh, Gamera versus Godzilla. Which what? was another German uh, title? What the fuck? Um, what the fuck, Godzilla? Are you looking at? Like, 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 like <laughs> they're, they're, I think someone needs a glasses prescription. Uh, Dragon Wars, one word. Also, colon. Good. Oh. War of the Monsters. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm down though. I'm down. <laughs> which is the German DVD title? Oh, okay. Uh, and of course. Gamma versus Barugan, Frankenstein's Dragon from the Jungle, Whoa. which was a German title. That that is uh, that is almost that is like damn close to a explode when defeated like Mad Lib. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of just like filling in just all the Frankenstein different... Dragon uh, location like jungle or swamp from hell or things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Warning. Exclamation point. Oh my god, the monsters... there's still more. <laughs> oh, there's way more. Uh, warning. <laughs> the monsters arrive from Italy. Uh-huh. Gamera against Barugan. 
from Portugal. Yeah. Gamera against the Monster Baragon from Brazil. Mm-hmm. The Monsters Attack. And the Monsters End of the World. Or my bad, the Monsters of the End of the World. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was, yeah, Spain, I was so. like, there's this one that's just atrociously <laughs> grammatically correct. Incorrect. Look, yeah. sometimes you just flub a line. It's just, that's how podcasts work. But, uh, sometimes you do just flub a line. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, but anyway, so we're here to talk about the second movie in the Gamera series. And, you know, of course, neither of us have any experience or prior like knowledge of this movie yeah if i didn't have uh, any with the last one i definitely won't with this one so my my only knowledge of this movie is that the name of the monster is like vaguely similar to baragon from godzilla and yeah. people like made fun of that they are like pretty different looking monsters as baragon is like a kind of weird dinosaur mole thing and uh, with floppy ears. Yeah, with, like, weird bat and, ears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, a cool and interesting-looking monster. And then... Uh, <laughs> and Baragon is, uh, like, an alligator thing. So, you know. But, uh... It's, it's kind of a ran-like a little bit. It's kind of yeah, a little yeah. ran. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um... I don't know. This was an interesting movie. Do you, do you have any, like... what are you, What's your, like, first thoughts... Compared to the first movie, as well as, like, you know, just in general, before we get into the history. Um, uh, first thought compared to the first movie is that, uh, it was less boring. There, there, there were less, okay. okay. Or maybe not, not, I don't, I don't want to call the first movie just I as mean, a blanket term, just fully boring. I get you what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Th- th- there's less peaks and valleys. It's just kind of like a stable, like, entertaining movie. Uh... Uh, the, the, there, there's one very big, uh, big, big caveat uh, to this one that unfortunately we're not strangers to, but we'll get to that later. Um, and, uh, uh but, uh, another thing though, is that uh, I, I kind of also like it a little less though, mm-hmm. because it kind of feels less like its own thing. Uh, because it kind of feels like they're doing a Godzilla impression the entire movie. Like, they're trying real hard to be a Godzilla movie. Uh, I feel like the, the first movie has some cool, like, like I don't know, just, just individualistic type of things. The very idiosyncratic things going on. While still mm-hmm. kind of fitting in with a little bit of, like, a, a Jun Fukuda, like, fun vibe. Uh, but this, yeah. this kind of feels like... They've watched some of the Shiro Honda Godzilla movies, and we're like, "Oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're yeah, gonna we got to make something like we're that. We're gonna do one of those and stuff." And uh-huh. it's, it's a bit more of a serious movie. We'll get into it, but yeah, th- that's kind of my, th- those are like my 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 first thoughts. Is that it's more it's more of a stable, more of a solid movie, but it's also kind of like less interesting. Um, but I also like the monster. We'll get into. It. We'll, we'll, yeah. What yeah, about you, will... White? Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll we'll talk in more in detail, obviously, later in the podcast. But uh, kind of my first thought right off the bat was uh, I, I felt pure dread at the length of the movie because it's extremely long. Uh, not like absurdly long, I guess. No. But it's like <laughs> yes. it's like twenty minutes longer than a normal uh, monster movie. Yeah, yeah. Th- so th- it, this is a podcast about 80 minute movies and this one dares to be a hundred and it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it feels like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. And there's some things I could, uh, 
I would suggest to cut from the movie to maybe knock it down 20 minutes. One of them may include one of the two title monsters, uh, but we'll we'll right. get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe it wasn't entirely necessary to include one of the monsters in the movie. Yeah. Um, because maybe it just kind of bogged down the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, I think like as far as a sequel to the original Gamera movie goes. It's definitely, like, a quote-unquote better movie in, like, pretty much every single conceivable way. Yeah. However, I agree with you that I think, like, some charm was lost. Uh, and there, there's a reason that this movie feels kind of, like, lacking the charm of the original, despite it being, like, a technically superior movie. Yeah. This is, like, a weird reverse situation from Godzilla, where the original movie was, like, made with the shoestring budget, but it was, like, an amazing art house. Uh, masterpiece and then the second movie was like even less money because they just pumped it out in like under a year uh and then it was like just kind of an okay movie you know nothing terrible but you know not really changing anything of how anybody thought about the world uh whereas this like this movie definitely doesn't like change the script at all but uh, it feels like you have the the first movie, which is kind of a bad, janky movie, but t- is good in a lot of ways. And then this one is like a more traditional Toho movie. If we if it, this had Toho on it, uh, I would be like, yeah, this is just like a movie we watched in the '60s. You know, yeah. like it's exactly exactly like one of those movies that we watched through that era. So it's like pretty good, but not quite. Uh, as, like, memorable as um, the original. But there is a lot of good to talk about, so we will we will get into that to, when we're uh, talking about the movie in full. But before that, we, of course, have a little bit of history. Now, the previous time we did the history segment, uh, the, the original Gamera movie had an absolutely catastrophic production. Now, this one doesn't have anything quite as uh, interesting, <laughs> but it does have some important tidbits that will serve as context going into the movie. So, after the surprise success of the original Gamera and the rise from the ashes of the underdog Noriaki Uasa, it is just as well that he is rewarded for his great service to Daie, with Gamera now being considered an A-list movie, as well as by uh, being demoted to special effects director for the sequel and replaced with some other guy. That other guy was respected director Shigeo Tanaka, whom, among other things, filmed some pro-Hong Kong movies, including one named The Battle for Hong Kong, which was anti-British propaganda, portraying the British as violent and horrifically racist thugs that were just there to colonize their land. And this, of course, is not reflective of reality. Because I guess it's going to be a trend for gamer movies to have a bunch of nonsense behind the scenes, the lead actor Kojiro Hongo desperately faked illness to avoid being chosen for the role, not even reading the script as he believed that it was below him. He even went as far as putting bloody tissues in his garbage can to make the illness seem more convincing. <laughs> I mean, he's really good <laughs> at acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After actually... Yeah. After actually reading the script and realizing that the movie was nominally human-focused and only occasionally included this giant turtle in it, I guess, he took up the role. 
Nissan Takahashi returned as the writer for the screenplay, taking inspiration from Norse mythology of all things and wanting to create a monster that was based on the Jotun or Jotnar or frost giants of Norse mythology. This eventually fell through as a plan, but the ice-related elements were worked into the final monster's design, and the giant dude-ness was later the base for the Daimajin films. Though obviously with a feudal Japan bent rather than a Norse mythology bent. Barogon itself is supposed to be a crocodile named after an aboriginal word for crocodile, and gone from, you know, like it's a common kaiju suffix. Right. You also... You also still got to flex his muscles, though, despite not being the director, since they actually had a decent budget and could up the game on special effects. A lot more wire stunts, more fire, more weird and cool experimental shit was worked into it, many intentionally moody night fights and destruction scenes. He even called in a, that favor from Subaraya to really smooth things over. And then the resulting movie didn't look like it was made with a $20 bill and a dream in their heart. The film would be a success, though not as big as the original. It was no doubt more serious and focused of a film, but it lacked the appeal to children that made the first movie such a runaway hit. Perhaps demoting the guy who made the magic happen was not the best idea. We'll have to see when Yuasa gets his run back in Gamma vs. Gauss, but until then, what about us? Your friendly neighborhood kaiju virtuosos with the worst opinions of all time? Is this one a shining diamond or a rainbow that portents doom? Nikki, take yeah. us away. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm just going to come out here and say it. Uh, this movie's structure uh, at the beginning um, is really fucking weird. Uh, because it begins with a, uh, uh, like a recap of the first movie uh, in black and white. Very, very, ter yeah. very terror of Mechagodzilla of them, and mm -hmm. uh, 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 and that's cool. I like that. But then they, then they immediately like uh, uh, follow up on Gamera, and have Gamera like crash down, and then like fuck up a power plant for like five minutes, and then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, all right, peace, and then the movie goes, okay, well anyway, time to be a different movie now, and it just like. <laughs> It just isn't so. Basically, like this, like whenever you, like let's 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 take like War of the Gargantuas for example. War of the Gargantuas right. literally begins with monsters. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it, it it begins with a ship, and then fucking Gargantuas happen. There's an octopus. They fight. It's a funny reference yeah. to the first Frankenstein movie, but like uh, uh, not the first first, but whatever. Anyway, uh, so like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whenever you start a movie like that, there's the expectation that the that the monsters are going to be present throughout the whole rest of the movie. They don't have to be literally the main characters, but they're they're going to be just there all the time. Uh, it's it's either you start a kaiju movie like that and structure it that way, or you start out like uh uh you know Godzilla or 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 uh, something else where like there's basically no monster whatsoever. And that it turns into a monster movie when the monster decides to show up later. Uh, yeah. This tries to do both, and it doesn't work. Because it's just confusing. Because because mm -hmm. Gamera crashes down, fucks up a fucking power plant, and then fucking bounces. And then, and then the movie's like, okay, now this is Barugan. 
This this is a movie yeah. just called Barugon. And, and starring Gamera yeah, occasionally. Yeah. And, and and the movie called Barugon that is just in this uh 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 is is like is pretty is pretty decent. Um yeah, a pretty solid yeah, like definitely like a Dogura tier. Yeah, right. Like kind of movie. Yeah, you like know? Uh, 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 I mean, it doesn't have fucking Mark Johnson, but you know that's uh, that's true. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, not Dogura tier. <laughs> okay. uh, 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 but you know, it, like it, like it follows these guys trying to basically pull a heist on an mm-hmm. island on like on with full of natives, which yes. It has the blackface. It's yep. it's there. They it's back. They up the it's back. They Even Daye has it. <laughs> they up to the budget for everything, including the blackface budget. They were like, "Oh no, we gotta uh-huh. we gotta raise that bar too." Um, yeah, it it sucks. It's there. It's it's uh, there's a lot of it. It's really bad. Yep. Um, yeah, it is. It is as bad as it was in the Mothra yeah. movies, and it is uh, you know as well as King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Like it's just it never gets any better. Yeah. Uh, this it's just embarrassing yeah. and i'm glad that they stopped doing that so, yeah. yeah um it's interesting that that you, you pointed out the director being behind a movie that was this like anti-british uh propaganda yeah. uh because yeah this definitely like follows in like like in a similar line where like the like you have the main characters who you're not really supposed to be rooting for it's very much like oh fuck man like they really shouldn't be doing this and so as as they uh are basically trying to loot this island uh of of something that's like very important to them and they're like kind of traipsing on like like holy ground that that they don't touch and they're just like running through there and they they, they, they pick up this jewel and stuff and uh I actually yeah. really love the scene, and I don't know, like it's it's a cool, it, it like it's a cool angle for the movie to take on it and stuff. Like it, it's it like I feel like if it if it was like more supportive of of the action that they're doing, it would just feel really gross. But I think mm-hmm. this movie is able to kind of make it like look down upon enough to where it's like you can kind of get behind the movie still. And I really, really yeah. love the scene in the cave. Uh, just just the whole sequence in the cave where, where they're, like, they're looking for the, the like, jewel and stuff. They set up something uh, earlier with, like, uh, a dude almost getting bit by a, uh, a... They say bit in the subs, but, like, almost getting stung by a scorpion. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, 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 them, like, setting up a thing where it's like, hey, uh, you know, if you... If you get stung by the scorpion and stuff, this is the type that'll like kill you in five minutes and stuff. And there's this there's this good scene. It kills him in like thirty seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's this good scene where like like that you can kind of see the wheels turning in uh, the actor's head. Uh, the character's name is Onadera. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, you're definitely made very aware of that because they scream his name like all the time in the movie. But like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's this character Onadera, uh, and like the main character is like a helicopter pilot that threw that flew them there. It's his brother found uh, during the war, uh, uh, found uh, this like opal uh, in this cave, and then hid it somewhere. And then they're gonna go get it for him because uh, uh, his legs don't work very well, and they're basically gonna get this opal, steal it from this island, and then get rich. Um, and there's like a third guy with them that's like this nice kind of funny guy or whatever, uh, and uh, 
he, the funny guy finds the opal, and then they're, like, celebrating and stuff, and then uh, Onodera notices that he has a, a scorpion, like, on his leg. And you can see, like, it's really cool, like, just seeing, like, the, the gears in his head turn where he's like, I'm not gonna tell him about this. Because we're splitting this money no matter who finds it. So it's just gonna mean a bigger payout for me if, if this guy just bites it. And he just doesn't say anything. Uh, dude gets stung, and then uh, Onodera's like, I'll go get the, the, the first aids kit. And he just takes a sweet-ass time. You can even see him in the background walking back slowly. And it's just so fucked up the whole situation, but I but the like the the framing of the scene and everything is just really yeah. really well done. It, it's probably my favorite sequence in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think like the I don't know. This movie is pretty interesting in structure because of how weird it is. Where it's like it, I couldn't find any evidence to this, but it definitely feels like they just wrote a like a standalone monster movie and then. Uh, because they had, like, right. I don't know, they, they wrote a standalone monster movie, uh, and, and a lot of monster movies al already focus, or, uh, kind of, uh, position themselves as both a monster movie and a different type of movie. Yeah. You know, like, you, you have, like, the Jewel Heist movie of Dogra, you have, you know, uh, like, the weird psychological horror of Matango, and things like that. That's very common, so it's not super surprising that a movie that begins as like a, uh, oh, these devious scoundrels get yeah. a, uh, are fighting over a jewel and kind of like, you know, a, a bunch of antics ensue because of that. And then, you know, there's bad blood and like murder and, and sabotage and things like that. And then eventually a monster shows up. Right. Uh, that, that, all of that kind of like works, even if it feels like it's like transforms from one movie to another movie it really is just like Gamera that is the the part where it's like why the f fuck is Gamera even here? yeah yeah it, it tap in with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. The stunning HyperX Quadcast S features dynamic, customizable RGB lighting, a convenient tap-to-mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns, so we can broadcast crystal clear audio whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the Quad Squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. Take a time machine back to before the world went to hell, around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games, that's what I want to talk about. If you're cool enough, join us and listen to Less Than 2000, because that's all we talk about. Adam and Chad live Less Than 2000.
Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making Boomerang shaped like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me! Bruce Wayne, I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. <laughs> Dennis. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. It is really strange how yeah, how, how unwelcome Gamera feels in his own movie. Yeah, because yeah, Onodera eventually like causes an accident in the cave and like is like, all right, everybody's fucking dead, fuck yeah, and then goes off on his own, and we get many scenes of him, uh, like on the boat and like investigating the Obum, being like, fuck yeah, I got this big fucking gem. Oh, it's, and, he does the funniest, most stereotypical movie guy with a big jewel thing, and like keeps, yeah. he keeps like breathing on it and then wiping off his breath, and like, yeah, like yeah. it's so funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like this perfectly cut jewel. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, perfectly. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, this, this perfectly round fucking like gem of power. Uh, and there's like a weird point plot point something that I've n I've never seen before like ever oh yeah in the idea that like with sick bay and the doctor's like yeah you gotta like uh, you got athlete's foot from being in the jungle so we gotta put an infrared light at your foot yeah and like tw for 20 minutes at a time and you do that like a couple times per night and then the the fungus will go away. I've never. Yeah, I've, I've ever. <laughs> that, that that is, uh, uh, shout me out, shout us out in the comments or or, in, on on Twitter DMs uh, at EWD Podcast. Um, please tell us like if that's legit, if that's like actually yeah, a thing because I've never seen that in my life. And it, we're not even being zoomers here. This is this is like this, yeah, this no. is, millennials don't know this. Like this is this is like a yeah, weird yeah. thing. No, yeah. I, I I've been treated for like fungal infections multiple times right. in different parts of my body, uh, and every single time it was like here's the spray or cream or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe in the '60s they didn't have that. Yeah, and there's I was blasted like, oh, yeah, lasers use a on fucking, it. <laughs> use a fucking heat lamp. Well, unfortunately, it turns out that. Uh, that fucking opal is not an opal at all. It's an egg, and the natives were correct. They shouldn't have fucking stolen it. Yeah. Uh, because it was not only... It's not like a holy egg. It's not like Mothra, where it's like their their baleful god. It's like... Uh, oh, no. It's it's like a demon monster that's going to fuck up and destroy the whole world if it's yeah. uh, brought to life. So uh, it was a really bad idea, and I guess the infrared ray incubated the egg so it just grew as well as like yeah. it hatched a lot faster than it would have the hatching scene is like really cool it, looking. yeah it's like it's like the best special effects shot in the movie it's fucking yeah amazing. yeah uh, yeah noriaki yuasa specifically 
like years later in interviews was like i'm very proud of that uh special effects thing because you know he he wasn't the director but he was still the special effects right director so like he's uh he's very proud of that shot and i'm like yeah you know what that looks really good like that is like one of the best looking yeah uh moments of the movie just like disgusting and creepy and just, yeah like ominous in all the great ways. Uh, ju- uh, just really quick, uh, before we get into, like, the monster and stuff like that. Uh, the stuff around that scene and stuff, I just have to po- I just have to point this out. Because it was, like, bothering me. Okay, like, one, on the infrared thing. The guy is so, like, the doctor is so casual about it. And stuff, like, he says, want me to pull out the infrared and stuff? Like, like, like again, this is the thing that's confounding both of us. Is that he talks about it like it's a regular yeah. thing. And that, yeah. And, and, and... <laughs> Uh, that that everybody sitting in the audience knows about, and then two, uh, he, like he he gets away from Onadera gets away from the egg, uh, uh, because like this big guy who was established earlier whenever they were going to the island, it's like this big obnoxious guy with like a beard, and but like he comes in and he's like hey we need another guy for poker and stuff you want to come and play poker and he's like oh yeah sure and then like uh 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 like. I think he, like, moves around the lamp or something, but something that, no, like, he, he grabs the banana, and then just starts eating it, and then they, like, leave, yeah. they get out of the room, and, and there's a shot of them in the hallway, and he finishes the banana and just throws the peel on the ground, and I was like, oh, he's gonna fall on it, and then nothing happens! <laughs> You don't, you don't fucking do that, dude. You don't fucking shoot a guy fucking throwing a banana peel on the floor like a fucking monster <laughs> and then not have someone fucking step and slip on it. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, there's, there's actually an explanation. Okay. There's an explanation behind that. Right. Uh, there actually was a scene where mm. the character slips on the banana, Wait, really? but it was cut. Oh. Yes, but it was cut because it was too funny. Oh. Uh, and they didn't want this. They did not want this movie to be like funny. It was written in while the movie was still like being like, oh, it's going to be for kids, obviously, because okay. the first movie was so much for kids. It's going to have comedic scenes, but they felt like, no, 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 let's really fucking hone in on the very yeah. serious dramatic monster movie. In that case, uh, which is a fi- totally fine choice. But you're right. I was like, that stuck out to me very much, too, where the guy just left the banana on the floor. And I was like, all right, someone's going to trip on it. And then nothing happened. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Why did you do <laughs> oh, no, man. I don't think it's a fine choice. Big middle fingers to this movie. Fuck you. Man, yeah. man, you're not you're not above a banana peel fucking joke. All right. Like, like, like yeah. your, your movie. Nobody is. No, nobody is. No. In fact, you're below because you have fallen because yeah. you just slipped on the banana peel. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Francis Ford Coppola put banana peel tripping scenes in Dracula. Uh, yeah. And all, yeah, and all of it. <laughs> you know, in, in The Godfather. <laughs> He did it in the Godfather, in Apocalypse Now, man. Fucking, there's a scene where fucking, yeah. we're fucking, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, Apocalypse Man. Apocalypse Man. Apocalypse Man from Apocalypse Now. He fucking, banana peel on the ground, he fucking Just, slips on it. Very fucking funny. Yep. Uh, cuts the tension, uh, for a little bit because, you know, you're sitting there tense for like two and a half hours. It's like, oh, finally. Finally something funny happens. Uh, of course. Laugh a riot and stuff. Man, you're not above fucking band appeals. Anyway, go on, please. <laughs> but Take yeah, so me. so a monster monster comes out, <laughs> and <laughs> it's a big alligator thing. Uh, 
this is something I I might have missed while watching, mm-hmm. uh, because um, you know, th- they make a very big point in the movie that this monster is like deathly weak to water, like to the point where by the end of the movie, I'll spoil this much. It's like literally like melting in the fucking water. Yeah, uh, and, and like blood everywhere. It's like pretty cool. Uh, but but like, so how how the fuck did it survive? From being in the a boat in the middle of a bay, yeah, and then like busts out of the boat and then gets to land. Um, did that? Did did was the boat like closer to land than I thought it was? It looked like it was like in the middle of the bay, you know, like relatively right. close to land. But like this may seem like a really tedious nitpick, but I cannot stress how much yeah. this movie focuses on this monster's weakness to water. Yeah, I know it's, uh, it's really strange. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm imagining. I mean, you literally see it in the water, but yeah. but you know, uh, maybe maybe that's like abstracting. Maybe maybe it was actually like like Wiley e. Coyote fucking like like running in the air and then kind of made it to water. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I think obviously it's it's kind of a like plot hole. Yes, I just wasn't know if I. I Jesus. I just didn't know if, like, I missed something. Right. And, like, there was an actual explanation that got the monster uh, to land without it touching the water. I, I, I definitely did not. If, if if you missed it, then we both missed it, because I didn't pick up anything either. It definitely was just like, oh, yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, I guess All I you Gamera fans that. out there. Yeah. All you Gamera fans just. Uh, yeah. I don't even necessarily think they ignored it. I think it was, like. Uh, they definitely did not think of the plot point <laughs> that'd be weak to water. The, the when they wrote this part of the script and they just didn't feel like going back and changing it. Yeah, uh, it's just funny because uh, there are multiple scenes in the movie because uh, this movie has a pretty interesting like second act where the second act is just dealing with the monster. It feels very much like the original Gamera movie in that way, mm-hmm. which is why this should have been a solo monster movie. Yeah, because uh, it feels like a spiritual sequel to Gamera. But not, like, a literal sequel to it where you have a long stretch of the movie where people are like, we have this solution to defeat the monster, and then it doesn't work, and then yeah. they just keep trying new and new ideas. Uh, and that's really, that's interesting. I think that that stuff is really cool. You know, it's cool in the original Gamera. It was cool in, like, Shin Godzilla, which would come out way later. Yeah. Uh, and just any time that they do that kind of stuff, I just think it's pretty sweet. Uh but one of the ways that they delay the monster from causing destruction is by causing artificial rain yeah. with, like, helicopters. Uh, and that causes, like, it to rain on it. And the eventually the main character guy uh, and woman from Island, the least, you know, the, the one woman that isn't in blackface yeah. from the island. Her name is you know, Karen. Like, uh, yes, that's which is so Karen. weird. Yeah. Uh, she she comes and she has info on how to defeat Barogon. Uh, Barogon is weak to water, so that's how you defeat him. As well as the fact that Barogon he loves shiny objects, so what they're going to do is like lure him into the water with a shiny object. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are multiple scenes in the movie that w- where time passes. And Barogon is just, like, kept in one place because they're just raining on him. 
and he's just like, oh, I can't do anything because fucking rain is hitting me and I'm, I'm weakened by this. Uh, before that, though, there is like a pretty pretty cool fight with him and Gamera. Gamera decides to show back up uh, for the second time in this movie, yeah. and he'll show up only one more time in this movie after this. Uh, he shows up and then gets his fucking ass handed to him with, like, furious... <laughs> like, he just gets annihilated yeah, by, by really old Baragon. Because Baragon has a pretty cool power set with the, like, the weird proboscis tongue that shoots yeah. out ice. Uh, that's pretty sick. Like, I think that's a really cool, unique monster ability that we haven't seen in any of the movies. And the, the uh, him, like, freezing buildings, especially, like, the big pagoda in Osaka is, like, a really cool scene. Uh, him and Gamera have, like, a good night fight, which also reminded me a lot of uh, Godzilla Raids Again, as well as some yeah. much, much better movies like Frankenstein vs. Baragon and uh, War of the Gargantuas, which had great night fights. Yeah, I definitely was thinking about Godzilla vs. Anguirus uh, there yeah. for a while, yeah. Yeah, except for in that movie, like... Godzilla just, like, whips Angris's fucking ass and throws his corpse into the fucking bay. It's so quick. It's not even... <laughs> like, 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 there's a reason it's not a versus movie, because they, they don't verse yeah. for very fucking long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> He's just there to be another big dinosaur that gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, whereas, like, Gamera shows up, gets fucking punked on, it, but not necessarily, like, a... Um, I don't know, there's a movie, like, Godzilla vs. Hetera, which has... Mm -hmm. Godzilla gets his ass kicked by Hedera, but in that movie, or uh, even Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, but in those movies, if, you know, Godzilla coming into the fray at all feels like a big pendulum swing in the direction of the heroes, and then when he's defeated, it feels like a big pendulum swing uh, in the direction of the villains, so then you're hoping for, like, this other big pendulum swing, but, like, Gamera feels like he just doesn't need to be there at all. Mm. Uh because he just gets his ass kicked so hard and had no impact on the movie. And nobody, barely anybody, like, acknowledges his existence throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the existence of monsters in general is uh, seems to be, like, an anomaly. Because they're also surprised and, like, in disbelief about Barugan. So it wasn't like, oh, this is just like when Gamera attacked. Yeah. Nothing like that is said. Uh, <laughs> it's just this monster that shows up and is fucking fucking things up so you know I, I guess what i'm really trying to drill down on here is that the biggest failure of this movie is being ashamed of being the sequel to gamera because gamera was supposed to be like this phoned in b-tier crap movie that garnered a lot of success because the person behind it really wanted to make something uh, you know, unique and special that kind of stood out from the crowd of the monster movies. Yeah. And while it, it was definitely very rough around the edges, his specific touch led to what people really loved about Gamera, and he would hopefully continue that with the, the movies going forward um, because of tapping into that well of kids that want to befriend monsters. Yeah. And the fact that this movie is all about, like, serious adults that are, like, uh, you know, subterfuge between each other. And there's, like, multiple very 
violent and harrowing fight scenes with Onodera and uh, like other people. Man, Onodera um, fighting like the brother is like yeah. one of the best scenes in the movie as well. But it, but yeah, it is yeah. it is like absolutely harrow- harrowing and stuff, especially because like Onodera is clearly going to win this fight because. He, he has like, cause he has functional legs. Like he's like yeah. just beating for- up on this guy that can't fucking fight back properly. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really fucked up. And then like, the wife is trying to stop it, and then she gets like, like fucking knocked yeah, on the yeah, head. Yeah, he beats and her up unconscious. too. It's insane. It's like no, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Onodera is like like one of the most truly despicable fucking characters we've ever covered. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's this insane. was insane. This was after he admitted that like, oh yeah, I murdered your brother and as well as the other uh, people on the expedition. Yeah, and then. You know that that fight broke out, and then the the main character eventually shows up, and uh, confronts Onodera, and they have another fight. And there's another there's a great intervention from uh, Karen in that scene, yeah, who doesn't get beaten up, but she pulls out the fucking like Three Stooges beer bottle, and oh yeah, <laughs> smashes Onodera in the head. Yeah, yeah, I literally I literally said out loud, "Ooh, Karen with the assist," and so like like yeah. and so, like. It is good. It's good, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's uh, that the human plotline of this is like is like uh, pretty it's, good. It's it's yeah. pretty good, but it's also like really weirdly dark. Like like yeah. Uh, it like it's just going to stick out like a sore thumb in Gamera. I think you know. Like I mean, we haven't we yeah, haven't seen I, I, the I, next I, ones, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be lighter in tone. So like yeah, for sure. Th- this weird. this one yeah, it's so weird and dark. And like taking itself very seriously, and and like I yeah. said, there's a lot to love about the human plot. I think it, and I think it actually like dovetails into the monster stuff really well in a similar yeah. way. Like this definitely feels like a ripoff of Mothra in a lot of ways, mm. like very specifically, yeah. not I mean, nearly I mean, as good, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, but they did get the racism right. Uh, they did. I mean, that's true. But they, yeah, exactly. They nailed like, that. The, <laughs> yeah, like Mothra, Mothra, or like. It's like the midpoint between Mothra and Varan, yeah. you know, because those are both like almost the same movie. Just one is far, far worse than the other. So this is like right in the middle between those two with that. And it does a pretty good job of working in the uh, the humans are evil and greedy with the monsters attacking. It's just that like, you know, they come up with all these like solutions to defeat Baragon and so many of them are you want them to succeed and they're like so close to succeeding yeah and then like hope is dashed i think like well i would nix the inclusion if i if i were in charge you know buddy uh, i would nix the inclusion of gamma at all and just make it its own standalone movie i think that like the final story point that causes them to uh have to kind of bring in gamma is a good enough twist to like really like not only like put a nice button on the whole movie but a uh, drive despair into the hearts of everybody yeah where onadera uh, eventually shows up they come up with this plan to attach the diamond to the infrared ray uh they make like a big fuck off infrared ray and they attach this diamond that uh karen brought from her homeland and it's it's projecting this light that Bargon is following, and they want to like lure him into the water, and then Onadera, which is a, this is a pretty ridiculous twist or a turn of events of him like 
charging a military manned fucking you know vessel that has this giant infrared yeah. thing and being like give me that fucking diamond and uh stealing it i want to make and some money gets e- like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we're just like who the fuck is gonna everybody's gonna know you're the guy who stole that diamond from this thing <laughs> yeah. it's like a national event that's going on there's no fucking pawn shop is gonna be like i guess i'll buy it you know uh but he ends up getting in as well as the diamond. So like, not only is he taken care of as a villain, but then the hero's hope is dashed because their one chance at victory was destroyed. And that's when, uh, Gamera shows up and, uh, you know, not because of children singing for him or anything. He's just kind of, he just shows up. He's back. Uh, he didn't die. He got his ass whooped, but he's, he's here to put down the SmackDown. I'm going to borrow gone. And uh, it's a pretty good, like, you know, a, a decent, like, monster brawl. Yeah. There's some blood. There's some uh, There's some rainbows. Barragon can shoot rainbows out of his back. I think there's, that's, like, a decent amount of uh, build-up to that. Right. Because that was, like, the rainbow thing was br- brought up at the beginning of the movie. And the idea that Barragon is a monster that's, like, getting... A more dangerous or stronger yeah. and keeps averting their plans and then by the end it has like this like final ability that it's it's you know the harbinger of doom uh and you know it doesn't really amount to that much but it's a decent like build up and payoff as far as uh you know this monster's being a threat so yeah uh uh, uh when when does the uh the the like the mirror thing happened and stuff. Oh my god! I only saw this a few hours ago, and so because like because uh, because <laughs> they build like a giant reflector, and Barugan like like shoots his his rainbow at it, hits himself, and then bleeds. Yeah, him. that's a, that's that's after with that's the, like uh, right like after that the, their, like, the diamond fi- thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. That was their like final. Right. Yeah, that was their final solution to beat him. And then Gamera just shows up. Got it, got it, yeah. I forgot, yeah, yeah. I, I almost forgot that, yeah, no, Gamera does just kind of show up to solve a problem that was already being in yeah. the middle of being yeah, solved. Yeah, it, it was, so. it was, it was it, it's, yeah, it's like, whole, it's like really weird because they, they like, they, they, they get him and stuff. Like, like he, he shoots the rainbow, yeah. it goes back at him. And it fucking blows his ass out of the water. I mean, just fucking... He's bleeding so much. And uh, uh, he, like, looks like he's dead. And then he wakes up. And then everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's... It's it's over. It's over. And I'm just like, he's almost dead. It's like, just wait a minute. And, like, he'll he'll just bleed out more and then die. And so... And, and everyone's like, like, we, we need him to shoot the rainbow one more time. And then, and then the doctor, and then like the veterinarian guy or whatever is just like, he's never going to do it again. He already, he, if he made a mistake and then got hurt, he's just never, ever in a million years going to shoot that rainbow again. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, you are like doing way too much to try to convince me of something that like, like, it doesn't have to do with any of that. It just wait for like 30 minutes and he's going to bleed out. And then, and then Gamera shows up and he's like, all right, I got it. <laughs> Here to save the day, yeah, guys. He beats up this fucking monster that's literally already bleeding out. Like, and, and, and then gets the glory for it. It's like, man, this is fucked up. It's like, 
Yeah, yeah. but but uh, I did yeah. like him dragging. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty dragging cool. Barugan into the yeah. water. That is well, I, I like cool. the, I like the purple blood uh, like clouding up in the water. Like I don't know, it looks cool. It, there, there's there's cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. If anything, at the end of the day, this movie is pretty cool. Yeah. Quote unquote, pretty cool. Like that's the. It may seem like a, a, a shallow or, or low recommendation, but at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. It was a pretty. It wasn't like a huge drag, even though it was a pretty long yeah. movie. Um, and I, I think like a lot of the elements worked well. Uh, I just think that we could have got like this is not a unique thing that we got. You know, even like the original Gamera obviously cribbed a lot from Toho, right? Uh, but it it felt like so weird and unfocused that it kind of became its own thing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, oh no, like, no, no points for originality here, but, uh, lots of really good execution. There's, like, like, lots of, lots yeah, of yeah. really, really solid execution. Uh, I am really happy and I am excited to see the next several movies, uh, and, and just because it seems like, like, I don't know, clearer heads, like, prevailed and, 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 uh, Yuasa got to, like, jump back on and like kind of drive the series forward and stuff like again like kind of i don't know one of those one of those rare moments where i guess producers or big wigs or whatever were like you know what maybe you actually do mo know more about how to how to make this succeed than we do and stuff so uh i'm excited about that and stuff because it definitely does just feel like it's not exactly phoning it in because it's only their second entry you can't exactly phone it in that early but it very much is like the kind of looking over at, at Toho's desk, like doing their math homework mm -hmm. or on their math test. And they're just like, yeah. all right, wh what are you doing over here? Okay. Moody atmosphere, adult characters, crime subplot. All right. Mon monster shows up like a little bit like title monster that you want to see shows up a little bit. And then a lot of bit with the, with the, with the lesser kind of like second build monster. Okay. All right. I see what you're doing. All right. You know, and then gets like an eighty. Yeah. It's like an eighty on the test. Like it's a good, it's a good, did well, but you know, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not excellent. Um, but um, mm. yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it was a fun time. I uh, definitely could have cut out some stuff though. It, it is, it does, it definitely is a hundred minutes long. So, uh, <laughs> and that is a lot of that, minutes that, that is a lot uh, of for minutes. one of these movies. Yeah. I think like Shin Godzilla is is a, a little bit over two hours long. But I feel like that oh, it movie earns it. does a better job. Yeah, it earns its yeah. it earns its key. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, like this is a pretty solid movie. Uh, there, there's like even some Toho esque uh, opining about the morality of humans and all that at the end. Uh, but you know, it didn't necessarily uh, uh, break any new ground. No. It just kind of. Uh, it just kind of had to be like a pretty good sequel to the first movie yeah. in order to prove that this is a viable series, not just a viable like one-off movie. And while it didn't do that well, uh, like didn't do as well as the first in the box office, I mean, there's still so many more Gamma movies. <laughs> so this definitely did make waves in some way. And, and you know, again, they would eventually put... You also back on with with versus Gauss, which will be our next movie. Uh, so hey, well, there you yeah. go. 
Well, we'll have to see how that shapes up, uh, because we're not. I'm not necessarily like a fanboy for Yuasa. I just feel very bad for him because <laughs> of his uh, his peers just treated him like fucking garbage the entire time during the first movie, and he like accidentally brought a fucking plague of fleas and vermin to <laughs> to the die office in the previous movie. So you know. I'm kind of hoping things are on the upswing for for Yuasa and and Gyaos is kind of a, one of the more memorable uh, Gamera monsters. So I'm interested to see that movie. Uh, but I think that's gonna do it for today, Nikki. Uh, why don't you tell all of our lovely listeners what they can find on our Patreon? Yeah, www.patreon.com/explode when defeated. You will find. So much uh, uh, podcast content, more than you'll ever get uh, uh, just on the main feed. Uh, so if you want to be want to be an Explosion defeated, uh, like I don't know, uh, Super Fan Squadron. I don't, I don't know what the tiers are called. I I haven't committed it to memory, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you'll get a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, uh, and just recently, uh, as as the time of recording this, because someone asked, I was like. Like, someone was like, hey, do you have, like, RSS feeds so that we can just, like, paste into, like, our our uh, our apps and then just, like, get the podcast there? I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess I can just enable that. So I did it. So, and and, and someone literally, like, nice. sent me a message like, yes, thank you for doing this. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't know you guys wanted this so bad. So, uh, you know, my bad. But uh, we're all learning. It's one step at a time. But uh, uh, so for the $1 tier, uh, uh, you can get... Uh, podcast episodes of this very show one day early without any ads that you get from the Greenlit Network. Uh, much as, as much as we love them. Mwah. And so if you can get those ad-free uh, 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 and one day early on Thursdays, uh, uh, we'll try our best, but on Thursdays uh, for just the $1 tier. And then also, as well as that, you'll get the uh, uh, off-topic podcast, Shit Shooters, where we talk about whatever we're into uh, video games you know like uh, uh manga i talk about shonen jump a whole lot why it talks about metroid and indie games and stuff like that and uh, you know we just we just yep. jam on that and um uh that, yeah, that's yeah. a bi-weekly show yeah yeah dread maybe i think dread has been out right uh and i've probably talked about that voluminously on mm-hmm. uh shit shooters at this yes. point but who knows? I think probably SMT5 is out at this point. Yeah, at, at so the point where this that's out, probably yeah. going to be dominating our discussion. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know. Just, just lots of good stuff. Um, and uh, uh, and then at the $5 tier, that's that's where that's where we're really going to get you because we're doing podcast miniseries where uh, you'll get stuff uh, kind of like this show, uh, but for uh, different topics. Uh, we did a, uh, a short... Uh, not so short uh 13 part miniseries on uh the original uh let's go uh, on the original common rider series from 1971 called let's go rider cast and then uh we also have a podcast of the planet of the apes a uh, planet of the apes podcast yes. uh which uh we're doing just just a lot of really great stuff on there and having a great time doing that yeah show. yeah uh by the time this comes out should be pro- wrapping yeah. up yeah, yeah it, it should be wrapping up mm-hmm. there. We, we should be by the end and we should have like a new mini series in the works. Yeah. So hopefully we can announce that next episode. Maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the, uh, 
there's lots of good stuff on the Patreon. If you're rich, you can give us $1,000. I'd love that. That would uh, pay my bills, literally. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, uh, I'm at anti underscore laser on Twitter. And I also have another podcast called Pod Spirit, uh, where I talk with my friend Hazel. Yes, the person that makes anime videos, Hazel. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, just, just going to plug that real fast. Uh, 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 I talk with her about music, and we, we talk with some artists and stuff. Yeah. And we also talk about a whole lot of not music and tell really, really funny, stupid anecdotes yeah. and stuff. Um, if, uh, if everything goes well, Hazel should have been on the episode before this one. Ooh. But we'll have to see. Maybe. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, that's all I have, I think. Uh, how about you, Wyatt? Oh, well, you can find me at twitter.com slash wazpranger, W-A-Z-P ranger. Uh, you know, I've probably posted a ton about Metroid. I mean, I'm, I've posted a ton about Metroid in the months leading up to Dread, as well as probably a ton after Dread came out. And maybe I'm now chilling out. I'm just, I'm looking into the future of what future Wyatt is enjoying. And perhaps I'm, I'm there leveling up demons in Shin Megami Tensei 5 with my beautiful uh, femboy protagonist and my laser arm yeah, sword me too. and my giant penis demon. <laughs> uh, all, all the good stuff. And uh, talking about all that on Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's Only Magic. I do cartoon videos, uh, reviews, retrospectives, whatever you want to call them, video essays. I'm not married to any one term. I just make videos about cartoons that I like, that affect me in some way. Got some good stuff in the pipeline. So hopefully some of that's out by the time that you're listening to this. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Demolition Die. Join us next time as uh, we get the bat blood flowing through our veins as we go into the third movie in the Gamera series. Gamma versus Gauss. See you there. There's also a monster from the Gamera series called Barugan that shoots rainbows out its back. That's Barragon and Barugan. Get it right. They're two totally, completely different things. They just happen to look almost identical and have basically the same name.